Welcome to the Exeter Eagles football roundup on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gellif Media. Tonight, a celebration of Exeter Eagles varsity football. We'll give you a recap of the Exeter Eagles season with statistics, game clips, coach, and player interviews. Tonight's show is sponsored by Penn State Health, St. Joseph Medical Center. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Sneaker Villa and the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perky Omen Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. Hello everyone, I am Darren Ziner. We're coming to you live from the Reading Liederkranz. If you haven't been here, 143 Spook Lane in Reading, stop on over. Of course, Oktoberfest has just wrapped up, but they are the number one rated Oktoberfest here in the region, so make sure you stop on okay. by. I am with Jerry Gelliff, our amazing producer all season long. Jerry, this is our second podcast of the year. The first one we held at the New Birdies Inn, and it was a really fantastic night. We had players, parents, coaches involved, and we're looking forward to a fantastic night here as well. Yeah, man, it was a blast last time. I'm fully expecting this is going to be a blast as well. We got coaches, we got players, we got parents, we got folks from the community here, and uh, we're here to celebrate Exeter football, are we not? We are, and of course... This is the Exeter Eagles varsity football team. And as Scott Franzi a few games ago called Bedlam at the Bank in Philly, we've actually named Mayhem in Mannheim. There Exeter you go. coming out with the Section 2 title and a fantastic game. Of course, it went down to the wire. But Exeter pulling it out. And, of course, we had a, a fantastic time calling that game, Jerry. Absolutely. We had an awful lot of fun. The folks in Mannheim couldn't have been nicer, uh, despite the past history of us kicking their tails in last year in the playoffs. And we, what did we learn about the team, Darren? You want to talk about resiliency, and we're going to get to it. I think I saw Lucas Palange walking around here. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but there was a moment in that game, a defining moment, when Mannheim Central gets down to the two-yard line, and we'll talk about it. As I mentioned, he ultimately makes a play pushing him back a little bit, and it, it turned out to be huge. It made Mannheim not able to go to their battering rams inside to punch it across the goal line. So, uh, again, just a fantastic game, but if you're, you're asking me, I'm going to say resiliency. And what did that game give us? That game gave us a first-round bye is what it gave us. So ultimately, we will be playing, I believe, on November the 11th, if yep. uh, I've got that date correctly. It's and it will be in Exeter. So we expect to see the blue out there in force for that playoff game. The way it's told to me is that we will be at home until at least the District 3 championship game. And depending on who the opponent is, do I have that right? That's right. That's right. They And we'll, we'll look over to Coach Bauer to make sure that we have that correct. And he's giving us the nod, so we know we do. But it's going to be fantastic to see Exeter at home. And uh, hopefully they can run the gambit here during the playoffs. Yeah. it's I, I, You know, I, I've been all week preparing for it, putting together various uh, sound things for the games, and, of course, the big news that came out is that Ryan can't join us la uh, next Friday, and our buddy Mike Boyer is going to be here for the broadcast with us. 
And if you don't know or you haven't heard Mike Boyer before, certainly Ryan has been a fantastic asset all season long. Mike Boyer, you're in for a treat. He certainly knows his football. He knows Exeter. He can provide those little details about everybody's parents that we can't. So it'll be a lot of fun calling that game with him. That is the great thing that we had in Mike and that he knows everybody. He absolutely does. So let's get started tonight. We're going to talk about Mason Ritelli, the quarterback who has guided the team undefeated 10-0 overall and, of course, undefeated in league play. He's completed 76 of 107 for 1,256 yards. He completes 70% of his passes, Jerry, and that really is amazing. 16 and a half yards per completion, six TDs versus five INTs, a 129.5 QB rating. And when you put the arm that he has and the poise back in the pocket with the running ability, 65 carries, 404 yards. He had that 77-yard run, if you remember. He went back to pass, ultimately bounced it to the outside, took it to the house. Yep. He's got seven total TDs, like I mentioned, poised in the pocket all year long as this clip is going to prove. Ritelli under pressure throws it up. Joey Schlopper catches the ball inside the five and gets across the goal line. Touchdown Exeter. Talk about poise. Mason Ritelli looking left took a shot as he threw the football. Joey Schlopper brings it in around the five and not to be denied gets it across. And it's 21-6, Exeter. One thing coming into the season, we talked about it a lot all season long, was as far as the quarterback competition between Mason Ritelli and Joey Schlaffer. And, of course, Ritelli showed that guts. He showed that poise in the pocket, ultimately gaining the starting position. And we have just seen an amazing blossoming at the quarterback position. So, fantastic year for Mason Ritelli. We're glad he's with Exeter, and it'll be fun to see how far he takes us here in the playoffs. Absolutely. We are, of course, going to ride his arm, his legs, to the championship. Absolutely we will, and won't that be fun? So we move from Mason Ritelli to the bull in the backfield. That, of course, would be Richie Karstein. 157 carries, 1,153 yards, He's averaging 115 yards a game, 7.3 yards per carry, 17 TDs. You can go on and on. Oh, by the way, six 100-yard games this year as well. Take a listen to this clip. Vitelli in the gun, offset eye. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. Barstein has it. He's running up the gut. He's hit a couple times. Powers through, and it's a nine-yard touchdown run for Exeter. Of course, we said that a lot this year. Richie Karstein just putting his head down in front of that talented offensive line, bowling his way through to the tune of 17 TDs. You know, Darren, how many times did I listen to you and Ryan make a call where you said, and he's dragging three guys with him? Like, he just he doesn't stop. His motor doesn't stop, does it? It does not. And when you're looking at the 6'1", 215-pound senior, He's got the drive that he puts his head down. He, and like you said, we saw it multiple times. Two and three guys trying to drag him down, and he will not be denied. May it be a third and two, a fourth and one. Even if he's hit behind the line, he's got the determination. He's got the drive, and I'm going to mention that offensive line that ultimately first downs were prevalent. Many times they take him and they push him. Do they not? They can. It is something that certainly you can do. And when you've got some of the size that they have on the offensive line and the offensive talent, uh, we'll mention as far as Kyle Lash and Anthony Cachese and Lucas Palange and uh, the McConnells, uh, Matthew and Ryan, I believe, and uh, Keegan. Uh, I'll mention his name as well as far as the offensive line. I believe Dylan Groves was in there as well. Just talent, individ, talented individuals who can come in here, open holes, and with the not only the power but the speed that Richie Karstein has to hit those holes. And you know what? We're going to give a shout-out to Zach Paschal as well because 30 carries on the year, a 7.1 average. He added two TDs. 
he gives a nice, you want to talk about thunder and lightning, he's got a nice change of pace back that he can hit those holes, he can accelerate quickly through those holes and give defenses something to worry about. We, of course, saw that line open up holes that you guys said during numerous games that Jerry could run through. That's right, and that is saying something. And speaking of that, listen to this clip for Mr. Pascal. Pascal back in there for Exeter. Pascal lined up to the right of Rotelli. Schlopper also to the right. Choi down here on the near sideline. The handoff is to Pascal. Pascal taking it slow, now gaining some steam across the five, and he's through for the touchdown. That's right. So ultimately having Zach back there as well, he can provide a punch and a spell for Richie Karstein when he needed it. Right, because you can't go to the same guy every single time. you got to give him a little rest. And uh, when you got a backup like that. It, it's nice. It's nice to have that much talent that you can give Richie a break. There were a couple times Richie had to come out, maybe just gets dinged up a little bit. It's nice to be able to have Zach Pascal to fall back on. One thing we'll also say, and this is actually MikeDragoSports.com. Congratulations to Kyle Lash. Selected as Section 2's Quarterback Club Player of the Week against Mannheim Central. He graded out at 90, which is an incredible number right there. Three pancake blocks. And, Jerry, I would assume you know other than eating them what a pancake block is. Well, sure, but why don't you tell everybody anyway? <laughs> well, a pancake block, if, if you're not familiar with the term, it's basically owning the guy across from you and putting him on his keister. So three pancake blocks there for Kyle Lash. Again, the quarterback club player of the week from MikeDragoSports.com, and we congratulate him for that accomplishment. We move to the receiving front, and a lot to talk about here. Of course, Joey Schlaffer. Leading the way there, 31 catches, 695 yards, a 22.4 per catch average, nine TDs. And some of that sounded like this. Which clip is this? It's going to be the Schlaffer to Choi, game oh, okay. seven. All right. They actually have Joey Schlaffer in as QB. A little wildcat formation. Rotelli lined up all the way here near the right sideline. Here's the old sweep to Choi going around right end, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. That's right. So not only was Joey, of course, in as wide receiver, but occasionally in the Wildcat. There he gives the little pitch to Isaiah Choi, who I believe that was the Lebanon game, runs off right end. We ran that play three straight times, <laughs> and Choi took it in the final way. But Exeter having an incredibly talented group of receivers. You mentioned Schlaffer, Zach Zandier. What an incredible addition there. 20 catches, 347 yards, three TDs, a 17.4 average. You add in Carter Redding's two TDs. We mentioned Isaiah Choi. He's got two TDs. Mason Ritelli all season long had his choice as far as who he was going to throw it to, Jerry. Yes, he did. When you have multiple receivers like that, it keeps a defense guessing. And they also didn't know if you're going to hand off to any of the running backs as well. That's exactly right. The RPO, the you know, run-pass option, certainly a lot, to, uh, a lot to utilize in the offensive game plan for the Exeter Eagles. We'll have more comments and game clips after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Sneaker Villa in the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perkyoman Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. 
We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Jerry, before we get back to, of course, Exeter football, I heard that clip, of course, for New Birdies in 22 TVs. That is just enough for somebody like me. Just enough. Because, <laughs> just enough. Yes, they and Birdies does an amazing job in everything they do. You know, it's it, it's why we've kind of made it our our, our home, home base. away from home. Yeah, yeah man, that's yeah. right. All right, so going into the Mannheim game, we talk about the Exeter defense, and I'll tell you what, we were privileged all season long, and Ryan and I talked about this a lot. If it wouldn't have been, and it's one of those things that you do, and, and I give Coach Bauer a lot of credit for this, you don't have to put up 50 and 60 and 70 points a game. You know ultimately you're going to win. You get to a certain point, and then you take your foot off the gas. And... The numbers that Exeter had, there was one game, maybe two in particular, where there were probably some late scores, some late yardage numbers put up by the opponent. But when you look at these numbers going into the Mannheim game, they allowed an average of 10.6 points per game. I mean, that's phenomenal. Over nine games, they were, of course, one of the top teams in Section 2. In fact, in all of the Lancaster 11 in the league, as to points per game allowed. And when, you're, when you've got that kind of defense, and we'll talk about the front four, the front seven, and even the secondary for that matter, it really, really puts a lot of focus on the offense, and it puts additional pressure on them in order to come up big. From what I know of the Lancaster Lebanon League, now they're known, it's like, like nearly every school is known for being strong defensively, is it not? They, they do have some strong some strong teams defensively, absolutely. I mean, there are a couple that have year after year been able to put points up on the board, but defense typically is where you're going to win games in previously the Lancaster 11 and league. So with the addition of Exeter now coming up with that 10.6 points per game, and we talk about that defensive line, the front four, they had going into, again, the Mannheim game, 63 quarterback hurries on the year. That is just, you want to talk about a front four, a front seven that can get to it, and they absolutely could. It's amazing. Lucas Palange and Jonathan Martin and Anthony Cachese and Joey Reedy, and of course I'm going to, I'll talk about everybody else as we get there, and I'll take a look because I don't want to leave anybody out. But ultimately when you've got that kind of pressure coming at you, every play it's not a matter of this play maybe the next play maybe we bring a blitz which ultimately will stop your run if you're that good when you've got players that good every single play and it could be somebody new just like in the Mannheim game it was Lucas Palange there at the very end it's every player steps up and when you've got that kind of commitment on the defensive front it plays a huge factor Yes, as you're mentioning in the Mannheim game, they, they of course, in that goal line stand, Palange took uh, the quarterback, what was his name again? Zach Hahn. Yes, took him, deposited him back in the 15. That's exactly right, and, and there was no time at all. He was through the line. So we talk about those 63 quarterback hurries. Joey Reedy leading the team with 12 off that left end. Uh, let's see here. Senior defensive tackle Anthony. Now they, of course, it was cheese when we started. It switched to big cheese during the season. So Anthony Cachese, second uh, in the quarterback hurries with 11. Jonathan Martin had nine again going into the game with the Barons. Kyle Lash, eight. Joey Schlaffer had six. So many different weapons on the defensive side of the ball that they could bring the pressure from anywhere, whether it was from the interior, whether it was on the ends, whether it was the linebacker position, they could bring it. 
And we talked earlier, we had an interview with Jonathan Martin when we were at New Birdies. And this yep. was something that struck all of us where he had played football up until the sixth grade and then didn't play. And now he shows up as a senior because he's a senior and he can play at such a high level. It's really something else. What kind of an athlete are you that you can take six years off and then just jump right into it? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So Anthony Cachese led the team 17 tackles for loss. Jonathan Martin, three forced fumbles. And as a team, we talk about that pressure, 23 sacks on the year and 10 different players registering sacks. When you can have 10 different players registering sacks, you've got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. That's got to scare an offense, does it not? You know they're going to bring it. As an offensive line, it just accentuates. We talk about this. It's the true in baseball, too, of course, with the World Series. You put pressure on the offense, and it forces them into mistakes. And that's what the defense can do. The offense knows what's coming. They know how they're going to get it. It's one of those you could give them. Vince Lombardi always said, here's my playbook, stop us. <laughs> so at that point, the defense could basically say, look, this is what we're going to do, stop us. And teams haven't been able to, and the defense has been playing incredibly well. Leading to a 10-0 record. Absolutely. From MikeDragosports.com, Kyle Lash. We mentioned the Section 2 Quarterback Club Player of the Week, not only for the offensive line, but for the defensive line. Eight tackles in the game against Mannheim, one tackle for loss, one sack, three hurries. So congratulations, Kyle Lesh. An unbelievable game. We talk about how he's stepped up this year. Yep. Also, MikeDragosports.com, the body zone. Physical therapy defensive player of the week was Lucas Palange. And, of course, that article goes into his stand and the interview with him as far as leading up to that great play at the end of the game. But he had eight tackles and leading Exeter overall with 64. But that defining play against quarterback Zach Hahn, that's one of those where you're down to the two-yard line. And I remember reading about Coach Bauer thinking about, do I let him score right away? Taking a look at how much time's on the clock. What do I need to do? And Lucas Palange is there to help that decision, make that decision a little easier. Yes, and uh, not to take focus away from the players, but if you have the opportunity, if you don't subscribe to MikeDragosports.com now and you're a high school uh, sports fan, you really should. Because that article that Mike wrote was like a weaving of a tale. Okay, it wasn't just citing the facts, you know, spitting out the facts and, and the yardage and et cetera, et cetera. He wove a tale about the game, and it was it was really an incredible piece of writing. Now, is it is it my understanding? And I'm I'm looking around. I don't know. Is it my understanding? Lucas Palange could be here. Is Lucas Palange here? Can Where's we? Lucas? I'm going to go two things. Number one, let's whoop it up for Lucas Palange. All right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can point to yourself. Lucas, come on over here. Here we go. Here, here's the chant. Ready? Lucas! 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 All right. He's got the headset for you there, buddy. Put that on for me, please. Lucas, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Fantastic. All right, Lucas. We're gonna, I know you had the interview already, but we're going to take you back to that play, all right? So they ultimately get the ball inside the five. Game's on the line, bottom line. What's going through your mind at that point? Well, I, honestly, when the play happened, I looked up and I was thinking, we got a minute to go down and score after this. But our defense stepped up, made a big stand, and uh, finished out the game. So tell me what it's like to play with a defense. We talked about it, 10.6 points per game all year going into, of course, the final game. What's it like to play with a defense that you know any given play, it doesn't have to be you. It can be anybody in that uh, in the front four, the linebackers, the secondary. What's it like playing with that defense? It's amazing. I mean, especially the D-line. The D-line just breaks through every time, makes so many tackles in the backfield. Secondary has been stepping up lately. We just got Javon back. Pashi's been playing great. Reiking's been making some huge tackles. But um, 
I love that we like we even when we get down inside the red zone, we can still make big plays and big stops. Now you mentioned as far as Gavin Reiking, all right, and I remember when we were talking about who might be the Sneaker Villa defensive play of the game or player of the game. There were two tackles that he had on Bryson Arnold in the backfield. Now, if I asked you how tall and what does Gavin Reiking weigh, what are you going to tell me? I'd say like maybe five eight, one seventy. All right. But he, he, he brings a hit. He absolutely he does. Right for the shins. And you know what? Arnold comes in at 200-plus, and he just came back there and went low, took him out, and it was like, he's coming to play. You want to talk about the future? And, and let's talk about that. When, Of course, we've got this year, but when, even when you look at the future of the Exeter defense, there's a lot of promise there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of returning. Like, the secondary is returning a lot of people. Meekins, Pashley, and uh, Reiking. And then we got a couple young linebackers coming up that are really nice. Even some of our D, D linemen are uh, staying for next year. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Lucas, we appreciate you taking the time. It's not always easy putting the headset on. Hey, everybody, let's hear it for Thank Lucas Palange. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right. We go to... Again, MikeDragoSports.com. But this time we're going to put our focus on Kyle Lash. I don't know if Kyle's here this evening. But he was named the Diamond Credit Union Lineman of the Week for his Week 9 efforts. Five tackles for loss. Three QB hurries. Is he, is he somewhere nearby? Did he make it this evening? He's here? Is, is Kyle comfortable coming over talking to us? Come on over. Here we go. So Kyle has anchored that defense, and there have been – and you know what? I'm going to wait for him to get on the uh, headset here. <laughs> I'm going to make please? sure – I'm going to make sure he gets this. <laughs> so, Kyle, number one, I have – I owe you an apology because I know early in the season because of Kyle Helm last year being in the middle, I probably made the Kyle Helm <laughs> reference a couple times. Not to say that would be a bad thing because let me tell you something – you are quite the force inside. Uh, so what, what's your, what's your uh, we'll, we'll go to the offensive side first. What's your mindset out there on the offensive side? Just blow the per other person up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so three pancake blocks, ultimately the technique, whatever it is you work. Tell me about the coaches and how they've brought you along to be that offensive player that you are? Well, during the summer, they just work us like dogs. Like, we're out there every <laughs> single day. So, like, Batinger, Seattle, they're the best offensive coaches I ever had. So, it's a pleasure playing for them. All right. And let's move to the deep. Of course, you know, your, your guys are opening holes for Richie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those you guys are the unsung heroes. He gets the <laughs> hole. He gets the 100-yard game. And you guys kind of like, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. So, we'll go to the defensive side of the ball. And there have been times when we have seen you shot out of a cannon getting into the backfield. Now I'm going to put the coaches on the defensive side here uh, on the, the pedestal. Tell me what uh, they've done for your game there. Well, Living Good, Living Good came last year, and we, we just skyrocketed. Like, the defense is playing better than ever before. So going through his drills and him working us during the, during the um, off season really paid out. So... Yeah. Well, Kyle, I'll tell you, it has been an absolute pleasure you. watching you. We can't wait to see what you do in the playoffs. We know you're going to bring your A game. Oh, I'm going to show up. I'm and it is absolutely sure. going to be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Lash. Thank you, Thank you buddy. All right. So now we've talked about the defense. Now we're going to let you listen to a few clips as far as how that defense performs. So the first one is going to be Exeter defense there, Jerry. Okay, here we go. This should be the final play of the half. McNeil dropping back, looking. He's going to chuck it down the field. Double covered again. Catch is made, but it looks like he's going to be shy. Wow. Wow, knocked out so, of bounds inside the one-yard line. Mifflin thrilled about it. Expires. Mifflin looking for more time on the clock. Exeter running off the field. So if you remember that play, that was Governor Mifflin. The ball was caught inside the one as time was expiring in the first half. 
I'm going to forget who was on that defensive play. I'm sure they know. But Nick, Nate Pashley, there you go. Forced him out of bounds, kept Governor Mifflin out of the end zone, kept all the momentum with Exeter, and it turned out, of course, in a winning effort. So we're going to go to another speaking of Nate Pashley making that play. Here we go, the game four INT. This one dropping back, throwing down the seat. It's, it's intercepted! Picked off at the 20, coming across the 30, 35. Trying to make some people miss, that's Pashley intercepting. Came up with a big stop down there on fourth down, and this one, he ends the drive early. So Nate Pashley being absolutely huge all season long there in the secondary. And, of course, we interviewed Lucas Polange, and there's my segue to Jerry for this next clip. Help me out with it. Uh, the Polange Believe It. I'll stop there. Uh, okay. Here we go. I'll keep them occupied while you find it. How's that sound? Should be right there, and it's not. There it is. Third and 13 from the 44. A minute to go here in the third. McNeil in the gun, sidecar right. Two receivers left, one right to snap. He's looking downfield. Jonathan Martin almost got him, but he rolls, hits his man, running free in the Balls middle. Out. Puts the ball on the turf. They scramble for it. Exeter has it. Lucas Polange says Exeter has it, and that's what I'm saying. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not calling you a liar. Now I'll believe it. And it's Exeter football. <laughs> That's right. When Lucas Polange says it happened on the field, you darn well better believe it happened. So I had absolutely no problem following that whatsoever. And who could forget this memorable game, this particular play right before halftime? You got this one? Uh, I don't want to give it away. Know. Here, you got to look here. Show me. This one, it's going to say that. Okay. Okay. Great, great play. If only we rehearse, Darren. Minor details. Minor details, yeah. correct. Minor details. You got it. I do have it somewhere. There it is. Here's the snap. It's a fake handoff. He's rolling left. Rolling left, looking for something. Panero all over him, tips it up. It's intercepted by Gavin Reiking. He's got the sideline. He's got the 50, the 40, the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Exeter. <laughs> Let's go. Alex Panero Let's tips go. the ball. Great. As Landis well. tried to get a throw off. And all Reiking had to do was wait for the ball to come down. And he races 90 yards for the touchdown. All right, we talked about Gavin Reiking. Let's hear it for Gavin. Yeah, that was an absolutely fantastic play. You, you talk about Alex Panero, of course, being in that secondary as well. I remember the play well, came up, put the pressure on, got his hands up, knocked it in the air. And, of course, it, uh, I think that was like a 30-7 to seven game. I think that tacked on to 30 by the end of the first. It was the, fir the last play of the first half uh, in order uh, as far as that game pushing it to 30. So we've got one more to go. We talked about Zach Zandier and his offensive prowess. Let's find out as far as a player with defensive prowess. You're expecting Do you know where I'm going this? with this one? <laughs> I tried to set it up for you pretty well. We'll find it. Ah, we'll find it. Well, we'll just talk in the meantime. That's okay, all. Keep talking. We can do that. Found it. Never mind. All right. It's going to jailbreak here. This one's going to be intercepted. Flag down in the backfield. I have to imagine that's against Lebanon, but a return here makes one man miss. He's across the 30, the 20, 15, 10, 5. Jaden Zandier. Exeter. 53 yards on the INT return for the score. So not to be outdone, Jaden Zandier takes it to the house at Lebanon, I believe it was, if I caught yes. that correctly. Yes. So needless to say, so many players on the offensive side of the ball, so many players on the defensive side of the ball, they all stepped up all season long. And guess what? Now we will go to special teams because – when you've got a team that plays as well as you do on the offense and, and offensive and defensive side of the ball, your special teams will step up as well. So we've got two, uh, two players that will point out, of course, Nathan Pashley from a kick 
punt return standpoint all season long. Just extraordinary, setting up great field position all season long. And let's not forget Matthew Skipper putting the kickoffs into the end zone. And, of course, kicker extraordinaire, and that leads us to this clip. This will be a 24-yard attempt. They're in position. There's the snap. It's down. His foot's through it. And it is true. 5-11 to go here in the first. Exeter on the board. 3-0. So Matthew Skipper, as you know, he's been putting the ball through the uprights all season long. And little did we know in the beginning of the season that Carter Redding would become Exeter's two-point specialist. As Jerry figures Scrolls that part through. out. There it is. <laughs> Zandir set up for the extra point. They're going to fake it. Redding going out to his left. He's at the five, and he's in for the score. Tack on two points. And it's 8 nothing in favor of Exeter. So, so that was like, what, five of those we had this year? There were, I don't know if there were five, but I remember there were two or three in a relatively short period of time that we would look to Coach Bauer and say, okay, was this planned or not? And without diming out Coach Bauer, you know, he would just kind of smile at us and say, no, they were all they were all called. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was a dispute <laughs> between you and Ryan. You thought that they were broken plays, and Ryan said, no, that's planned. No, it was the other way around. Ryan thought it was a okay. broken play, and I thought Carter was just doing it because he wanted to. Okay, take two. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. You had the right idea. I, mean, I did. As far as who it was, it really didn't matter. So, All right, Jerry, should we take time out for some commercial messages? If you would like to. Why we don't can. we? This is the Exeter Football Roundup. We are at the Reading Leader Crunch. Can I hear a hello from everybody out there real quick, real quick? We appreciate everybody being out here. Again, Exeter, the football players, the coaches, the parents, it's been a, a fantastic year. And I think Jerry's all ready now, so we will be back. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Sneaker Villa and the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perky Omen Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. We are back here at the Reading Liederkranz. Now we're going to go into our Sneaker Villa players of the game. We have to award Week 9 and Week 10. So here we go. In Week 9, our Sneaker Villa offensive player of the game, Joey Schlaffer. Joey, come on up here. We've got a T-shirt for you. Joey's just clapping for himself right now. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he's sitting there like, yeah, good for me. He's and completely unimpressed. Yeah, Look he at is. Him. Yeah, we've, I know. It's just a T-shirt, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll go with it. Our defensive player of the game, Sneaker Villa player of the game. There you go, bud. Oh, sure. Thank you. Let me, uh, let me get this and make sure. It's Joel Umarino. Is Joel here this evening? He is not. Who will well, take his shirt for him? That's right. We need someone to step okay, in. Okay, Coach Dundor is going to take his shirt. But he had a, an INT in Week 9. So Thank you, Coach. he yeah. became the Sneakerville defensive player of the game. And the special teams player of the game, kicker Matthew Skipper. He's put a few balls in the end zone uh, on that particular game. So he got the special teams Sneakerville player 
layer of the game. Okay, and we Matthew need somebody to get it to here. Matthew because I don't see him jumping out of his seat. All right, so we'll, we'll make sure that he gets. Coach Dundor again. There you go, Coach Dundor. And he apparently has wing sauce all over his fingers because he's putting his arm out instead of grabbing uh, Apparently he's been a Mater D already. Did you notice how he <laughs> took that ever so cleanly off the arm? Nicely done. <laughs> So the Sneaker Villa Offensive Player of the Game in Week 10, and, and I remember talking to Ryan about this one, and it was how could you not go with anyone other than Richie Karstein? There you go, Richie. Come on up. There he is. If, you, is if you weren't sure, Richie, you are the Sneaker Villa Offensive Player of the Game against Mannheim Central. Congratulations. You go, man. Thank you. Good job, buddy. Thanks, man. The defensive player of the game, if you had one person to potentially think about, that might be Mr. Lucas Polange for that play late in the game. Come on up here, Lucas. That's right. The game against Mannheim Central, of course, that go, last you. second play. And our special teams player of the game was Nathan Pashley. He did a great job as far as returning punts in that game against Mannheim Central. If we don't have him, we can give it to Coach again, and he can come up and do his best Mater D impersonation. Excuse me, Mater D. Nicely done. Nicely done. The elbow cocked ever so gently. Good job. All right, so we've taken care of our Sneaker Villa responsibilities. We need to thank the folks at Sneaker Villa because they were amazing in printing up these shirts like it was their idea. You know, I went to uh, talk to Rob about sponsoring, and he was like, how about if I do some shirts and we do a player of the game thing? And what, I'm going to say no? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those when sure, if they're going to offer it to you, yeah. accepting the offer yeah. is usually the way to go. Absolutely. So let's hear it for these guys. All right. Now, if I understand, was it Tom who had given us these other items that are behind you? Indeed. Yes. All right. Are they that right here? That would be uh, athletic director Tom Legath gave us a couple of Exeter sweatshirts, hoodies. That's right. To give away. To give away. Yes, indeed. So who wants a hoodie? So this is one of those. It's not going to be like a rock concert where we throw it out and we have them battle for it. Okay. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it sounds good on paper, but <laughs> no, it doesn't really work. So we will find out as far as who would like one of these fine hoodies, and we will make sure that we get them. And I'm going to throw a shout-out to Tom Legath. He has been absolutely fantastic to us here at the Exeter Sports Network ever since Jerry came up with an idea and presented it to Tom, and he welcomed us into the Exeter community covering football, covering baseball, softball, basketball, of course. Starting wrestling. Wrestling as well, that's right. And he has been absolutely fantastic. So, Mr. Legath, thank you for all of your hospitality again, welcoming us in and allowing us to do what we do. So, Darren, I'll tell you a story, something that happened this week at Mannheim, okay? Now, as you know, up in the press box, we have food, and this is Tom's idea. Okay, it, right. So Tom gets pizzas and I'll buy burgers and dogs or strombolis or something. And we have food for all the game day personnel uh, and folks in the press box. So when we got to Mannheim the other night, you remember the guy who was sitting next to us? He was from Penn Live in Harrisburg. That's right. And I introduced myself to him and he said, oh, you're Exeter Sports Network, right? I said, yeah, we're Exeter Sports Network. And he said, is it true that you have food in the press box? I said, yeah, we have food in the press box. Athletic Director Tom Legant thought of that idea. And nowhere else in, in District 3 does anybody have food. We have food. And not only does Tom take care of us at home, yep. as far as Don Thomas Stadium, but he is, as you mentioned, instrumental in going to the athletic director for these other schools yep. in order to get us into the stadium in order to bring these games to you. So not only does Tom do an amazing job at home, but his 
communication, you know, the, re, uh, the how he has gained the respect of athletic directors in the area to, again, uh, bring us in and bring these games to you. We're incredibly grateful, and, again, we thank him. And these away games, they're not so easy to schedule because athletic directors have 87,000 things to do, okay? And they don't need to deal with this jackass. They don't need 87,000 in one, right? So generally they will respond to my emails that come three, four, five weeks before, but sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm going to put this away, and they don't do it. So that's when I go, hey, Tom, can you, yeah, don't worry about it. Take care of it. Ten minutes later, you're in. Don't worry about it. So as we take a look over the crowd, Coach Bauer over there. That's right. He finally recognized. He knew this was coming eventually. Let's hear it for the coach. That's right. Hey, everybody, let's hear it for Coach Matt Bauer. That, that, that was their one time to suck up to you. It was kind of weak, but we're, we're going to let it go. I see those guys enough. <laughs> so Watch coach, your head. So, Coach, obviously you had your, 100, your, your 100th career win. I'll ask you, there you go. That's right. That's a fantastic accomplishment. Amazing. Tell me, and, and we'll do a before and after, when you took over, <laughs> I think 2009, if, if I've got that year correct. That's correct. Tell me, if you recall, and I know obviously it's a few years ago, what was your mindset into, okay, I've got a program, it's not at the top, uh, what, I, what am I going to do? It wasn't really close to the top at that time. You know, I'd been around it long enough as an assistant to see that there was good kids there, and if we could get some dedication and some core values instilled that we'd have an opportunity to start turning it around. I knew it would take time, but I've been very blessed with tremendous kids that have been tremendously loyal to the program. It's been a long road to get to, it to where it is, but finally, you know, we're starting to get uh, some uh, success for all this dedication these kids have had. And fast forward to 2022, your 100th career victory against Muhlenberg of all teams. You talk about how things play out, of course, you graduating from Muhlenberg. Tell me on that night, obviously, the game, it was a game you probably knew you were going to win, but you never, you never called a spade a spade until it actually happened. So in retrospect now, 100 wins later, tell me how you look at it. I mean, it's been a long road, no question. I'm so thankful it was with this group of seniors because they're such a special group. And uh, to have that opportunity, you know, and you'll know, and you can be asked these guys that are staring at me, I never think it's a shoe-in to win any game. So, you know, we approach everything the same way, but, you know, it worked out the right – it worked out the, the way we, we had hoped. And with this group of seniors, I couldn't be happier. So – all right, so you're looking at your team right now. And, of course, I know you do this during practice, but what would you say right now to address your team? In what aspect? Because I, I, I address them all day long. <laughs> You'd have to be a lot more specific. All right, I'm talking about we're going into the playoffs, all right? We've gone through an undefeated season, and we know anybody that's done coaching is, okay, that's in the past. We're looking forward. So at this point, obviously, they've got the bye this week. You don't give them a break. That never happens in football. So at that point, moving forward into the next, uh, the first round for them, what should their, what's their mindset going into that game? I mean, nothing's really changed. They already heard this speech earlier today when we ended practice. But, you know, it's always been one game at a time. And if you get caught looking down the road, your season could end in a heartbeat. It's a new season. We have to approach each game like it's our last game. This group is too special to be a one-and-done team. And, you know, uh, myself and my coaching staff, and I think this group of seniors would never let that happen. So, players, we're not done with Coach Bauer yet, but let's hear <laughs> as far as what you think of Coach Bauer. Let's hear it. Come on, guys. Let's go. Whoop it up for him. Darren, I think that the, that the ultimate testament is these guys were all sitting and eating. We call Coach Bauer uh, up. They all jumped up here. You know what? And, and, Jerry, there is something to be said about this. And, yes, I'm going to toot your horn a little bit. I know it's never, never maybe comfortable as far as to have somebody's horn tooted. But 
to have your players, and, and for those of you who can't see what's going on right now, all the players, of course, if you put food in front of a kid, all right, they're not moving. They don't get up. There's no reason to. So all the kids are standing here. They are listening intently to Coach Bauer. And I know you touched on it. You've been coaching these kids for a little while now. Tell me the relationships that you've developed with these kids, seeing them day in and day out. And why are they laughing? Yeah, and why are they laughing? <laughs> I stopped asking the questions of why they're laughing a long time ago. I couldn't figure it out. Um, it is, you know, to be part of this program, it is a year-round commitment. And I see these kids pretty, pretty much five days a week for the entire school year and at least four days a week in the summer. Um, we've been through a lot. Uh, it's not always about the X's and the O's. You know, we've dealt with adversity together. We've learned a lot. Uh, and I learned a lot from these kids as far as uh, what they're going through and things like that. But I, I just can't say enough about their dedication and, you know, them always putting the program first. And that's a mark of a special team. Coach Bauer, I can't think of anything to end a conversation on. Thank you for the time. Players, you got a special guy here. Uh, we know that uh, he's going to bring out the best in you. We look forward to, again, the playoffs as they move on. Again, Coach Bauer, thank you. Congratulations on all your success, and good luck to you as the team thank moves you. forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Jerry, is there anything else that we potentially have to do? I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. No, that's it. That's, that's it? it? That is it. That's it. We talked to the coach. We talked to the play. Dude, I am just amazed at the way the players all came over. You know what? I And, and I'll, I'll say it again. It does bear repeating. Having coached a, in a number of different things over the years, to have players come and listen and want to listen to you, there's something. There's a special bond there. Absolutely. There absolutely is. So, absolutely. again, congratulations to Coach Bauer on developing that with the kids. Congratulations on a great group of kids because that's something that starts at the top. And to have that kind of response and that kind of respect, and you can see that respect going from coach to player and from player to coach. And when you have something like that going on, it is special. Absolutely. And, of course, Exeter has a special program right now. And it's I tell you, it's been a lot of fun to, to call these games, to watch these kids out on the field. Because that's, that's why we're here. We are here, the Exeter Sports Network, to share the, the opportunities to share their athletic talents, their achievements with the listeners and the parents and grandparents and friends of the Exeter program. And mm -hmm. it is our pleasure to be able to do that. Absolutely. You know, right from the beginning, when, when we started this thing, you know, it was during COVID, it, the, the, the worst part of COVID, and the, the governor had said, had told, the, the way it went was the governor had told the schools, you do whatever you want to do. You know, that's the way you're going to handle things. Like, we don't want to tell you what to do. And then he said, but there's not going to be any sports. And the you and cry went up. And when he heard that, he said, okay, okay, there can be sports, but there's not going to be anybody in the stands. And the you and cry went up again. And it was at that point that I started thinking, you know what, man, we've got to get this out to the folks because if they're not going to be able to go, we need to get it to them. And that's when this idea came up. And as you know, I spent a couple of years on the Exeter school board. So I called one of my former cronies on the school board and I said, hey, I've got this idea. And he said, okay, great idea. So call Tom in the morning, and he, and he then sent me Tom's number. And I called Tom Legath, and before I finished the pitch, he said, yes, I'm in, I'm in. Can you start on Friday? And this was on Wednesday. I said, well, no, I really can't start on Friday. But within three weeks, we had it together, and, Darren, it has been an amazing ride ever since, covering all the sports. It's just it, it, it's the greatest thing I've ever done, I think, personally. And we talk about Exeter and where they are with multiple programs right now. Oh, yeah, Talk man. about a renaissance in sports at Exeter and volleyball and softball and the cross-country teams. It, it really has been phenomenal. And, of course, to be able to cover the football team last year, uh, beating Governor Mifflin probably – 
one of the greatest things. And, and I got to tell everybody this. We don't always get the greatest accommodations no, we as don't. far as calling football games. We have been on the, ten, the visiting 10-yard line in the bleachers. We have been in, in our, well, in our bleachers, if you, I say visiting. Yes. But in our bleachers, uh, calling that Governor Mifflin game at yep. the, on the top yep. row, which was fantastic. But I assure you that we are committed to bringing you Exeter football, and we don't care what the circumstances are. We are going to bring the Exeter Eagles and this vaunted program into your into your listening ears. Darren, the District 3 championship had the following conditions, okay? It was 28 degrees. The wind was howling at about 30 miles an hour. We couldn't keep papers on the table. The table was perched precariously on the bleacher uh, seats below us. We had to, it, it, was, it was tilted, and we had to constantly keep our hands on everything. And snow was flying. At points, there was rain coming down. You were barely wearing anything. I don't know how you survived the night. It was, you know, if anything, of course, it was my feet. My toes got cold. Yeah. I mean, and when you just, but you know what? It was what was going on on the field that made you forget all that. Yeah. So even though after the game's over, yeah, everything hits you then because the adrenaline's coming down. But right. during that game, the fans were absolutely fantastic. They were right there with us, of course. Uh, the way that the defense controlled Nick Singleton and yep. didn't give him much of anything, 54 yep. yards rushing in that yep. game. So add all of that to it, and it, it's one of those games that you'll never forget just because of everything that happened. And, of course, the Exeter Eagles win the championship. So throw all that other stuff out the window. The stuff you remember is the end result. A truly great experience for me, this entire thing. And I think for all of us who have participated in it, and we need to thank the athletes, the coaches, the parents, everybody who's involved, because they really make it possible for us to do what we do, which is to bring notice to these great athletes at Exeter. They absolutely do. And we, we talk about it ad nauseum, Ryan and I, all season long, how lucky we are to see these kids out there giving yep. everything they've got. But it goes without saying, it starts at the top. Coach Matt Bauer sets a certain uh, idea, a certain principle. He's working through his coaches. Those coaches share it with the players. And, of course, you have to have the players buy in. So, obviously, the way they're doing it is the right way. The players are buying in. And, ultimately, here we are in the playoffs, and I expect them to go far. I think we're going to have a blast. I agree. What with you, that? What do you say? Was there anything else, Jerry? That's it, man. We, we've covered all our sponsors. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, St. Joseph Medical Center, all year long, Sneaker Villa, um, the new birdies in Holy Valley feed. That's right, and Mikey, Mikey LeBron, LeBron, realtor. yes, good kid, absolutely. So yeah, thank you to all our sponsors again. Thank you to Tom Legath and the Exeter administration. Thank you to everybody here tonight for your support. We appreciate it coming. more than you know. Uh, we hope that we we do a decent job bringing you your kids, uh, your grandkids and everything else, your players, and, and it, it really is a privilege to do it. So having said that, for Jerry Gellif, our super producer, he almost gets jealous if I don't say super producer. Yeah, I know. You, you genuflect properly. I think I started saying that like last year, <laughs> and then you started expecting it, and then I didn't do it, and you were... Well, I got a boo-boo face. Where's the super? Yeah, yeah. Where's the super? Yeah. So for super producer Jerry Gellif, I'm Darren Zeiner. Again, thank you all season long. We look forward on November the 11th, bringing you Exeter football 645 from Don Thomas Stadium. One more thing, folks. We have some swag here from our prime sponsor, Penn State Health St. Joseph's, that we'd like to give out to folks. So uh, we'll be walking around and we have things to give away from our sponsor. Let's thank them for that. Thank you. And again, thank you for listening to tonight's presentation on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you 
by Jeriff Gellif, Jerry Gellif Jareth. Media. Jeriff, I'm changing my name. Jeriff? Yeah. <laughs> You're the new sheriff in town, apparently. I'm calling you Jeriff. So, yes, this is the Exeter Sports Network again. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great evening. Good night.